Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, August 15, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And the crew is back. Loza and the great Michael Pup-Clark back in the studio after an adventure extraordinaire. And you are looking fresh, mate. Boys. Fresh. I I expected a bit more maybe downcast Mm. after your first alarm. You're up. No, I'm awake. I, I didn't make the alarm. Uh, set it for four. I've been awake since three. Uh, I've come back a little heavier than I would have liked. You know, food, That's alcohol, good times. Are. But um, nice to be back. Got to say, I had an absolute wow of a time. Um, but I missed you, boys. I missed the. Uh, I didn't miss the four a.m. wake ups, <laughs> but I missed the the rubbish that we talk on radio every day. I got to say that no good sitting on a boat and talking to yourself. So it's nice <laughs> to be back. How's uh, how's it been? It's been good. What about the last couple of weeks in sport? My goodness. Not much has happened. My God. There's been plenty of happening. Not yeah. much has been happening with the Tigers. I know that. I've been following them. We got ripped off, though, one game. Well, that was what about two, that? That was two days after you, you left. left. What about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. That was a robbery. But we haven't... Jeez, uh, we weren't great on the weekend. I watched a bit of that as well. So I, I didn't miss the Tigers. No, nah, the season's coming to an end for the Tigers. Storm? Morning, Told you. Told you. Yeah, the storm. Stormy, don't yeah. write them off, Loz. Oh, I can't see them winning the comp. But I'll tell you Still, what, Munster, yeah. back at fullback, I think I'd keep him there to the end of the year. I think that's his position now. Gutsy core, you reckon? Putting him back to fullback? Or you think they had no choice? Uh, no, I don't think they had too many choices. Mm. But I, I think I think the fact that he doesn't have to defend. And when Jerome Hughes comes back, you can put Jerome Hughes and you know, whether it's Cooper Johns or Mick, Nick Meanian as a 5'8". Mm. And you, once you got Munster at the back and he doesn't have to defend. More energy. More energy in and attack. attack. Yeah, okay. So they're going to be a bit more unpredictable. So as long as you've got someone there that can service the outside backs yeah. with a passing game, hold his own in defence, mm. I, I think it will suit Melbourne having Munster back in the fullback position rather than 5'8". Because as a 5'8", when you defend him in a line... You can roll, throw a lot of traffic. Yeah, so like you can make him do 25, yeah. 30 tackles. Ivan Cleary was really sheepish, sheepish about it when they sort of said, oh, how did you feel with, like, oh, is Munster more dangerous mm. as fullback? And you could see he was like, yeah, very much so. Like, now he's just uncontrollable in attack because, yeah. like you say, he's got more energy. And he just can bob up everywhere. Yeah. You know, at, at times you just see him stationed on that left side of the field and you can worry about him there. But Can you still fullback, play the same role? Like, if he's in attack, does he go back to number six, but in defence he's number one? Or does he play as a number one in attack? Oh, you could do both. Okay. But I think with him, you just allow him to float. You just do don't, wants yeah, to just Yeah. Cameron, you go where you want to go. Everyone else will organise structure and mm. you just play what you want to play. Dangerous. And I think that makes him more dangerous. And, and again, you're not have, ha, having to do 25, 30 mm. tackles a game. The big news yesterday in regards to the Bulldogs, it is official Cameron Seraldo, a five-year deal. A five-year deal told the Penrith players yesterday morning. I mean, we were sort of, you know, I think questioning the length, those sort of deals. And based on recent history, we saw mm. Anthony Seabold giving that deal at Brisbane and it didn't go... Anywhere near as planned, uh, but Cameron Serraldo, they the great white hope of, of Canterbury now. Phil Gould's gone that way. You know, the other thing I was thinking while I was away, I, I, I actually I'm excited about new coaches getting an opportunity. Like I think being on the show the last few years, we've had so many 
coaches come and go. You know, you get an opportunity, you get sacked. And I think we talk about it every day. And I, I can't believe that's the world we live in now, that, you know, you've seen five coaches in one season get, get sacked. I, I, I don't agree with that. But if that's going to be the case, I like the fact that we're going to see some new guys get opportunities. Serrato, I know he's been assistant coach and been in the system for a long time. But even thinking more about Benji Marshall getting a chance, I think if that's going to be our system where coaches are going to come, get sacked, come, get sacked, then at least let's give some new guys a crack rather than rotating the same people Okay, you get sacked from the Tigers, Madge, so now go and sign with, you know, another club. I, I reckon that's a waste of time. I'd rather, if you're going to fire blokes, then give a youngster a go. So I'm excited about Serrato and, like I say, even thinking more about yeah. Benji when, I'm, when I was away. I, I, I can understand now why the Tigers are taking that risk. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think that once you've been sacked from some organisation as a footy coach, you're always going to be better the next time around because you learn from your... Your mistakes, but... but can you get sacked three or four times? Like let's let's say Trent Barrett, for example. I, I think over time he's going to get back, but he's already had two clubs as a head coach mm. and resigned really from both. So how many do you give yeah. him another go? Is that right? Rather than go to a youngster? Yeah. Well, Tim Sheens has done it. Wayne yeah, Bennett's Tim's, been yeah. brushed from a few clubs. Yeah. I mean, the, the all the good ones that happens too. Yeah, eventually time will run out for Trent Robinson or a Craig Bellamy. It, mm. it always sort of happens. Yeah, you know, Craig Bellamy's just re-signed for another five years, so he, he probably gets the option of finishing on his, his own terms. Wants, yeah. But most coaches, at some point in time, will be tapped on the shoulder to, to move on. Um, and again, you know, Cameron Sorrell, though, deserves a, an opportunity. The only thing I would think uh, and, and I would question would be the length of the deal, but I suppose they had to do that to get him to, to get the club. Uh, five years is a big risk with anyone. Mm. Um, you just never know what can happen. And the expectation straight away on the Bulldogs is to play finals. So if they miss out on the finals the first two years, he's he's in the gun straight away. I, I, he, he could take them into finals next year yeah. and everything's rosy and away you go. But if he doesn't, you, you, you leave yourself open to a settlement where it's not working and mm. you have to then pay a coach out for three years. I think what he's done, though, is exactly what Fitzy's done with the Sharks. I think Fitzy's had an opportunity to go to a number of clubs. He's had a good think about what he's about to walk into, and he went to the Sharks with a pretty good roster, some good stock. I reckon Serrato's done the same thing. If you compare the opportunity to go to the Tigers versus him saying yes to the Bulldogs, I can understand why he said yes to the Bulldogs. Their roster's so much better than the Tigers, and with what's coming Mm. next season as well. So... Mm. To me, again, I think Serrato's obviously thought long and hard. I'm sure money plays a big part, but I can understand. I'm, I would, would have loved to see him at the Tigers. I can understand why he said yes to the Bulldogs over the Tigers. Yeah, oh, their roster is attractive. There's no doubt about it. And the way they finished the season off has been really uh, – they're playing some really good football. They're financially stable. Um, they, they have a team uh, there that's competing already. And then you throw in the likes of Kickow, Ryan Sutton, Reed Marnie. Uh, going to the club next year, more than likely they'll re-sign Matt Burton. So there's a lot to like about the Bulldogs, but he goes there under pressure because they've failed over the last four yeah. or five years. And as you said earlier, you know, the great white hope, you've signed him for five years, the expectation on the playing group now is to go from here to there. If things don't work out, mm. you know, I suppose you're half glass full, we're looking at it, um, but the Bulldogs have got their man, that's who they wanted, 
and he's got a great resume. And now he's just got to take that next step. Credit to him, isn't it? Your first full-time coaching gig at the age of 37. He'll be 38 by the time he gets to the club. And you managed to get a five-year deal. Oh, well done to uh, him and his manager. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, outstanding yeah, good on them. I yeah. uh, want to mention the Swans as well, who yesterday snapped Collingwood's 11-match winning streak, 27-point win at a sold-out SCG. The key to this, they've moved to second loss. And I'm going probably way too far ahead. They've got St Kilda in Melbourne on Sunday. But when you finish second, and provided you win in the first week of the finals, you get a preliminary final in Sydney. So that is just huge. Yeah, when you finish one or two, you get the first two home games. So whenever they may be, and even if they get beaten in round one, their second home, their second round final is at home as well. Yeah. So um, that's an advantage. So then you've only got to win one game to, if they lose one, they win one game to go through to a to a grand final. But they've got to beat St Kilda uh, next weekend, uh, and. After watching a little bit of that game yesterday, you'd think they would. Collingwood kept coming there in the last quarter. They're a good side. No, they are. They are. They they don't give up. They got a tough game next weekend. Did you see Carlton? Oh, what devastation! Devastation <laughs> for them. I mean, they haven't played football yeah. in a number of years. And Melbourne, with eleven seconds to go, kicked that goal. Um, and uh, you know, Carlton have to beat Collingwood next week at the MCG to make the finals and Collie would need to win if they're to finish in the top four but they're expecting nearly 90,000 people to that game and there's uh, Buddy on the back page of the Daily Telegraph Swans fans flock to see the real deal and Buddy kicked three yesterday and who knows how long he's got left at the Swans now in the last year of his contract and very much uncertain as to what next year holds for Lance Franklin but again he was key there yesterday in the Swans 27 point victory on the back page of the Herald as well, Swans fly high after breaking Pie's streak and a great picture on the back page of the Australian uh, with the sun setting behind the members. And the ladies stand at the SCG. Crowded house discovers Swans are real deal. Fairy tale, uh, I reckon. Oh, Buddy well, Franklin, well, I reckon he's going to get it. Win the flag. Perfect scenario, QF. wouldn't it be? Straight to the Gold Coast. <laughs> what, retirement or no, living? Living. Yeah. Playing it. I reckon he's got two year, two year deal. Oh, okay. Gold Coast. Yep. Okay. I don't reckon he's done. I don't reckon he's done at all. I reckon he's done with the Swans, but I reckon he's. I reckon it's going to be fairy tale finish for him. See, if he wins a premiership, you'd think that no better way to go out. But yeah, I don't reckon he will. I you reckon get he one still career, thinks, don't you, yep, yep. And I reckon he still thinks he's mm. got plenty of footy in him, and the way he's playing. Mm. Jesus was good the other night. Oh, he's still well. He's the Swans leading goalkeeper yeah. this season. So even his last, I think it was his last goal. He's close to goal, but he didn't even catch the foot. He sort of just got the momentum of the ball was going down to his boot. He sort of just pushed it onto his mm. left foot. It's the one from close it was range, like, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was so. like, even that. Like he's still, as you get older in all sport, you just it, it's like. I don't know some the, the talented stuff or the freaky stuff slowly fades out. He even that like, there's not too many players that have still got that touch, How you know that it? natural. Like you're born with that, Los aren't you? Mm. you can't you can't train that. It's just he's just got that natural, you know. He looks one fit, of a though, kind too. Skill. So fit, doesn't yeah. he? He oh, looks as fit yeah. as he's ever been, and his skill levels are <sighs> amazingly high. But you're right, you just have that touch <sighs> yeah. where you can just do the impossible. Yeah, and I think it was either Heaney or Mills tapped it over to him, and he just. Had that big mitt. He yeah, put that big left hand out and then threw it straight on man. his left foot and then was able to, to kick the goal. Mm. Um, yeah, but they're, they're travelling well. But, you know, they've got to go down and beat St Kilda next week. 
That would make it seven in a row if they can do that next week. So they're timing their run perfectly, though. The Swans, a five-year plan, the super boot and the coaching prodigy. Welcome to Gus Gould's Next Generation is the back page of the Daily Telegraph, the Sydney Morning Herald. Bulldogs get their man as Serraldo agrees deal and uh, Cleary's right-hand man to lead Bulldogs on the back page of the Australian. Gee, Ivan Cleary now, he's got to find two new assistant coaches because Andrew Webster... His assistant there uh, is off to the Warriors as well. So just, they're going to just need a bit of regeneration there at the Panthers as well. Although It's probably not a bad thing as well. Mm. It's probably not a bad thing to have new assistants, new voices. And the other thing about Penrith, it's an exciting place to go and work. You know they're going to have success. They've got this squad that they can keep the, the nucleus of it together for, for a long period of time. So they're always going to be more than competitive. And you get into a system like that as an assistant, uh, you'll always be on the wanted list at some point in time. So I don't think they'll have any trouble attracting assistance. assistance. They might promote from within or they might have a look around to see who's available. Uh, Bulldogs fans, tell us what you think about the Cameron Serraldo deal. 13.53.53, naturally heroes and villains this Monday morning as well. So we've got the $100 gift card to give away in the case of the Saint and Sinner alcoholic kombucha. What about Gowie uh, filled in for you one day, Clarkie? Uh, bought in his own prizes. Good or golfing, boy. Or golfing. Like he's thinking. Like he's thinking. Wilbur would have loved that, I'm sure. <laughs> couple of caps, couple of T-shirts and new set of clubs. Golf balls. Like he's thinking. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, give us a call or on the text line 0419 Your heroes and villains and uh, dogs fans, how happy are you and optimistic are you about the future now? You've got Cameron Serraldo on board. Also back page of the uh, Herald today, a league of its own inside Tigers' new $78 million headquarters. So today it opens officially the centre of excellence there at Concord. It even has facilities for a barber. There you go. Seriously. Go and get, go and get your Timing, hair cut in there. Timing's bad. Timing's bad. Oh, this is exactly what this club Oh, needs. it's exciting. It's exciting. And no disrespect to any club. This is how facilities should be in Australia. Like we're blessed in Australia. You, you, like I always used to say it about the grounds you play on around the world. Our club cricket grounds are as good as international grounds in Sri Lanka, West Indies. Like we are so blessed in this country. But you know, we we do our, our sport is massive here in Australia. We we prioritise it. We care about it. It's a part of our lives. So to me, if we, you know, if you want the best out of your athletes, then and I'm still very old school. In don't worry, you know. Players 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago were great players with hard work and dedication. Yes, if you, know, if you have these facilities, you give yourself your best chance. So it doesn't guarantee success. And that's why I say timing for the Tigers. Well, <laughs> right now, having the greatest facilities on the planet, unfortunately, I don't think you're going to make a significant difference. Well, it's going to take a lot of hard work and some new stock. But I think you know, for sport at the highest level in this country deserve facilities like this. Every club should have this, and it does cost a lot of money, but we do. We have high expectation. We want the players to be unbelievable every single week. And on new stock, Alex Twal in this article says that he reckons it'll definitely boost their recruitment. Well, the Tigers Hope will be so. hoping so after spending that sort of money. Yep. A bit different to what Seaford Oval looked like in 1987, Lots. <laughs> Most definitely. You know, geez, it looks good, doesn't yeah, it? It looks like a looks great amazing. facility. Amazing. And the Tigers have got everything at their disposal now, so they'll want for nothing. Yep. You know, They've got a new coaching staff going there. They've got great facilities to prepare for a game. So there's no excuses now for, for West Tigers. So... Uh, well done to everyone involved for getting that up and running. And obviously, 
um, they'll share it with the, the community as well. But um, I, I think we'd love to see all professional sporting clubs here in Australia have facilities like that, and that can only improve the way they train, the way they perform, um, and now it's all about the results. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to one day getting out there and having a, a look uh, at it. I've been out there at Penrith. Uh, I've been to the one in Canberra. Uh, great facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one here, I've driven past it a couple of times. It looks massive and well done to the Tigers. Yeah. Also back page of the Herald, no excuses. Wallabies cop record thumping. Oh, gee. Yesterday morning, 48-17. to 17. They were beaten by Argentina in San Juan. And Coach Dave Reddy conceded it's just not good enough. Here we, so, here we go again. Uh, yeah. Biggest ever loss to the Argentinians. <laughs> here we go again, Loz. So it's not good when they, oh. they start well, the Wallabies, and then they tend to fade as the season goes on. They have got some injury yeah. worries, but for me the concern is when we're relying on Quade Cooper. Quade yeah. Cooper didn't play this game. He played last game, and now they're talking about we need Quade back for – the World Did Cup. his Achilles, so he's out for you know at least six months, upwards of twelve. Uh, Noah Lolasio, twenty-two years of age, emerging talent from the Brumbies, wasn't taken over to Argentina. So, how in Australia we don't have tens and fifteens yeah. in particular depth in those positions? Yeah, but I can't down. still believe after ten years, like Quake Cooper's been out of the equation for how long? Yeah, we, didn't rely, we, didn't, they, they, we didn't We didn't win with Quaid. We didn't rely on him when he was in his prime. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. he's past his best. Yeah, we, we, we want him. We want him to be the saviour. Yeah. James O'Connor's the same. Uh, yeah. For me, no. it doesn't make sense when you've got... Layla C is probably not ready, but you need to stick with him and give him Bring these Gitto opportunities. Back. And give, Adam Ashley Cooper, what's he up to? <laughs> Bring the boys back. LA guilty. Yeah, mate, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like, we, we, they weren't that important to us in uh, their prime. Quade Cooper in his prime, we're talking about daily that mm. is he the right guy? Is he the right style of player? Yet now, oh, no coincidence he's done his Achilles. He's well past his prime. Pushing well, your body at the highest level like that. No coincidence. It was him, his combination with Samu Karevi yeah. that gave everyone hope yeah. last year. Samu Karevi goes and gets exemption to play in the Com Games, oh. does his ACL. Yeah. And then Kubo, Kubo. We're giving ourselves hope by relying on Quade Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Quade Cooper was a great player, all right? But he's way past his best. And I watched, I watched South Africa and New Zealand yesterday. They have got... Lengths. Lengths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lengths 100%. on the Wallabies. Yeah. If we think we're going to win a World Cup, think long and hard again. The All because we are so far off it. We are so far off winning oh, the World no Cup. No and I watched doubt. Ireland versus All Blacks, and that was a different level. And then the South Africa-New Zealand game yesterday, it was a cracker. There's only one solution for Rugby Australia in all this. That Giddo law, get rid of it. Well, they probably have to Open bring our best players wherever they and make play, them available to play. They've got to be available for selection. Well, that's yeah. the only hope. Yeah, it just that—that's the answer. At well, least to improve results, you got to—you got to improve the depth of talent you can pick from. Well, at the moment, we're miles off. Yeah, if, if I'm we, comparing we can't afford games, to not have our best players playing. We cannot afford not to have. No, you got, we're going to have our best players play to give yeah. ourselves a chance, yep. not to win. To give ourselves a chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the All Blacks, they beat the Springboks, Loz said, 35-23 in Johannesburg. They're still talking about probably sacking their coach. Ian <laughs> Foster still yeah. could get sacked. What about the press conference yesterday? Um, that was embarrassing. If you're, if you're 
on the board of Rugby New Zealand, you should be hanging your head in shame. Would, I didn't it, see it. Oh. Basically, he came out and said, well, well, we'll have a chat to them when they get home and we'll decide what we do with the coach then. Yeah, the boss of New Zealand Instead rugby. Instead of, couldn't, if they want to get rid of him, get rid of him now. So they're making him sweat for another week. It was, oh. can you believe that? I, I cannot believe, it was a press conference for nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. It was a nothing press conference. Yeah, incredible. That, the New Zealand media, the scrutiny that that yeah. team and coach are under at the moment, you reckon it's bad over here when that team just has a couple of losses and they won. And did you see the players? <laughs> they all came out in support of the coach. Mm. And they had to stop them from turning up to the press conference, standing behind him. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're really supportive of him. Obviously, they haven't got the results. But Ireland are a very good side. And South Africa at home. That reminded me so much of playing at Lang Park. Mm. Yeah. There yesterday at that, that stadium. It's an intimidating oh, stadium big time. to try and win a game of football at. It was loud and they wanted blood and the All Blacks were under the pump. And they showed that championship qualities that you're after. And they, sh- they brought their best. And they had players missing too, but they were able to stand up. And it was a really good game of rugby. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. Now, the Nambucca Rooster on the text line. Uh, hi, boys. Come on. Let's do it. After the news, a short, sharp 10-minute grilling of pup to find out exactly what's been going Ooh. on, where it happened, mm. and with who. We're Ooh. only doing this as we care about his mental well-being and we'll read about it eventually <laughs> yeah, in Confidential yeah. anyway, says the Dan Buckaroo There's stuff. not much to tell. There's we, not much to we tell. We need a grilling for 10 yeah. minutes or so. Don't you can we? grill what me time? as much as you want. So I'm, I'm cool with that. So what, time you wanna, what time do we want to... Well, he wants to do it now. <laughs> no, we, no, 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 no. We'll get, we'll get questions from the audience. Tell us Mate. this. When's the peak What's listening uh, audience again? Seven there's, not much, there's not much to tell. <laughs> there's been a lot of... Rumour mill floating around, yeah. but yeah, long and the short of it, I had a couple of weeks in Europe mm. with some of my best mates, mm. had a wow of a time. Um, Did you drop the L bomb? Now I'm back home. What's the L bomb? Love. To who? Well, just someone. Well, I, we, I, love we this, saw... I said, I love this place a million times. I love South, <laughs> south of France. I loved Italy. I loved Paris. I loved London. Well, I loved it all. Well, our eagle eyed uh, listeners are on. Yeah. And. Mido and I looked at your Instagram post. Yeah. And we saw a photo Ooh. of you sitting in front of the Eiffel Tower. Correct. And that was fine because you're on your own. Correct. But. Who took the photo? No. Oh. There was. In the you background. Had a, you had a wine glass and there was another wine, wine glass. glass. Correct. But so there had to be someone else in the photo. There was more than someone else in the photo. There was actually five of us. Five in that right. at that venue at that time, mm. but yes, there was an extra wine glass leaning next to my back. Well, where was the other three glasses? Well, they well, they didn't they weren't join the you for wine. No, they were there for wine. They just weren't in the photo. Right. This why is, was there? Why was you, why were you holding oh, the wine just, glass and the other wine must glass? Must have just been another one in that area. Just there but we there go. Was, we bring up evidence. There Mr. was Clark. no. I'm 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 agreeing with you. So there's one, yeah. there's another wine glass just there near the Correct, that bag. near yeah. my backpack. But there was actually yeah. five of us there enjoying champagne mm. uh, with the Eiffel Any Tower. Any questions, in the Mr. Middleton? Could you have found a bit of strip of grass? Just well, out of interest? what I did go for was mm-hmm. shade because oh, okay, it was gotcha. 32 Fair degrees cool. and right. it was stinking hot. So I just took any spot under that tree. Um, I've got to say, speaking of Paris, I think, not to live, I could never live there, but. Yeah. To holiday, I think it's my favourite city. 
Great and I can't believe I'm saying that out loud because yeah. I've always loved Italy. I love South Africa. Um, but I think Paris is my favourite city. Mm. It was unbelievable, but stinking hot. Did yeah. you go to that bridge and put a padlock on or whatever? No. No, no I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't see that bridge. <laughs> but I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> There's plenty of padlocks. No, there, yeah, there is plenty of padlocks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I uh, I ate and drunk my way through Europe. I, I honestly, I think I put on five kilos. Right. But I enjoyed every. I think I had pasta and pizza with every meal. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, so good. Well, can I ask you this question? You can ask me anything you like. Did you go on your own? No. Did you go with one person? No. Did you go with four people? Did you go I'm, with six? My people? flight to Europe is yeah. that the question, or who was I in Europe with? There was well, about let's ten st- of us let's, in let's, Europe. Let's start at the from the flight. flight. Let's start. I from flew the flight. with three other people. Right. Mm. I know there was a lot made out about one other person, mm. but I flew with three other people on my plane. Right. All yeah. Right. When I got to Europe, I met with about ten people. Yep. And we spent uh, a fair bit of time. Like I say, I'm, I, I had some of my best friends on the trip with me. Right. Mm. All right. Best friends, Mido. You're writing these notes down? Yeah, sure am. I love Shorthand? Yeah. Right here. So, so you get to Europe. And you're allowed to be friends with women yeah, yeah, as but, well as uh, male, you know? 100%. I know it's hard to believe. 100%. Mm. When you're in the witness box, they tell you just keep your answers nice and short. Yeah, and no, I, like, I like to extend <laughs> when needed. <laughs> you give yourself no extend, leeway when you keep talking when, in the box, Mr. Clark. Extend when needed. <laughs> right. So, so I've established that you've gone... With friends yeah. over to Europe. Wow, the time. Did you stay with that group of friends? <laughs> the entire for... trip. Yes, the entire right. trip. Yes, yes, yes. The entire trip. Yes. Did you come home together? Yes. Right. <laughs> Not the answers you're after, are they? <laughs> well, no. That's This is establishing my case. Okay. This is establishing my case. Am I guilty? No, 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 no. No. So, go back from the start. Mm. You left with a group of people. I come back with a group of people. And you come home with a group of people. Yes. And during that three weeks that you were away, you were with the same group of people. Correct. At any stage. Ooh. Were you alone with someone, Mr. Clark? Of course. So the whole group weren't there. We can't it all was sleep just in you sa- and someone else off doing your own thing, Mr. Clark. We can't all sleep in the same bed. I can't sleep with ten in the bed. So, obviously, at certain stages, I was on my own or might have been with, you know, different individuals. Right. You know, I have a shower on my own. I go to the bathroom on my own. Mr. Middleton asked you a question before. Did you drop the L word? I said I love Italy a number of times. I said I love France a number of times. I'm saying to you, I love Paris. Did you? So, there's three times in 10 seconds. Did you drop the L bomb towards... Anyone no human. chance. Yeah. Are you joking me? Huh. So n- what are you uh. talking about? So you didn't drop the old Stop bomb at all. Stop reading this rubbish in the papers. You boys should know better. And you would not. You, surely well, you I know told me. You, I find out about you in the paper. No, 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 you don't. You find out about what's going on in my life from me well, telling you. I love you. knowing what's going on and in I your t- life. And I tell you blokes everything. So you jealous. two should know. <laughs> if there was anything more to be told, you would know about it. All right. <laughs> 
Well, fair, is that, that fair enough? That that is there anything enough. I haven't told you ever? No. Probably too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll come back to this. Right. We've got Mal on the line. G'day, Mal. Morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. You got a hero or villain for us? Yeah, mate. My hero is Lauren Jackson. What a story. Just being mm. out of a, prof- a professional sport for near enough to 10 years and making the comebacks that she has, um, I reckon is brilliant. Yeah, one of the great stories, isn't it, really, as far as co- comebacks are concerned. 41 yeah. years of age in the World Cup squad for the Opals. What yeah. about your villain? Um, mate, my villain is simply the NRL and its judicial system. I'm sick and tired of seeing the same plays one week being called an obstruction the next week not. Um, head clashes one week, a bloke gets sent off or, or sinned in and finishes up getting two weeks. The next game of the same weekend, exactly the same thing happens and and nothing happens as a result of it. Um, just all the inconsistencies, I think, is what's turning people off the game. Yeah, there were, uh, again, well, particularly the end of the Raiders game yesterday, lots. Uh, Did you believe the finish to that game? It, unbelievable considering what had happened what had between happened the two clubs in yeah. round 16. When I was looking at the replay, I mean, there might have been an infringement there, but the clock struck zero. Short That's whistle. might have saved the Raiders. Yeah, the short whistle. <laughs> the short whistle. Uh, look, uh, to be truthful, I, I thought it could have been a penalty hmm. to the Dragons. I, I thought it should have probably been a penalty. I think he lied there a little bit longer than what he needed to. Uh, but when he got up to play the ball, he lost the ball. Um, and I think that's what swayed the referee in the end, the fact that he got up and lost the ball, lost control of it, and then he called game over. So it keeps the Raiders' season alive. Um, if you're a Dragons fan, you're probably disappointed. Um, yeah, But, yeah, if, if I'm a Dragons fan today, I think it should have been a penalty. Mm. No doubt. But it also should have been a penalty for Ben Hunt's infringement at, or not standing square at marker in round 16 too, shouldn't it? So... That has evened itself out if you do think it was a penalty there right at the end of that game yesterday. Mm. But, gee, can't the Raiders make it hard for themselves, Loz? Oh, <laughs> when I was watching that game oh, yesterday... You, you, you know feel you it said, coming. Oh, <laughs> it just took the words out of my mouth. Mm. It was like you were witnessing a slow car crash. You mm. just knew <laughs> what the end result was going to be. And you sat there, and I was going to say... You must know what it's like, Clarky, being a Tiger supporter. <laughs> that would have been a cheap shot. <laughs> but harsh but fair. But you're watching True. it knowing that we're, we're going to lose this. You nearly expect th- that, though, now. That's what That's I was thinking. I was thinking, thing. we're going to lose this. Yeah. And then when I think Brent Hunt threw a cutout pass oh. to Fagot, mm. and he went through, you think, oh, nah. Yeah. What's happened here? We looked in control, and then we looked like we're going to lose it. And then, luckily, a decision went our way. But yeah, we, we keep our season alive, but... Yeah. Again, you know, we were very lucky towards the end. And they did it without their coach being there. So, well done to the Raiders. We got Newcastle I next week. Missed that, didn't I, last week? Yeah, you uh, did. Stuart in his prime. Just plenty. You missed the Manly situation. Manly, yeah. You missed the Ricky situation. Manly, they're debacle. They're, they, they're my villains for, for the weekend. I, again, reading and hearing the stuff that happened last week um, with the jersey. But then, my God, what did I watch the yeah, other day was... against the Titans? That was... They forgot to play tackle. Yeah, that was... Isn't that an important part of your game? It's Q in the rack stuff for Manly. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know what? Yeah. You said it's nearly like they are, you know what, just give us the end of the season. Yeah. We're, we've had enough. Yeah, I, it, it looked like that. With Too good a team to play like that, Manly. Yeah. I, th- I think they'll perform well if they 
play at home because you know their fans will turn up and expect them to play well. But oh, I think well their season's over. But you just expect more from them. But I think there's a bit more of a division there than what we think. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the call, by the way, Mal. So we got your villain just then. I forgot to ask yeah, you. Manly, my villains. Uh, heroes, I'm going the 20s. Yep. Again, brilliant. Um, loving the way they're playing. Their style of footy's always been awesome. And I, and I think from the start of the year, certainly us three predicted they'd be, they'd be top four. Uh, high expectations, uh, highs and lows this season. But I think they're coming good at the right time. And I think the whole buddy thing for me, um, I think this is going to be very tough. I think they're going to win the flag. Uh, my hero, I'm sticking with the AFL as well, but I'm going with Ben Cunnington. He's a midfielder for the Kangaroos. He returned to top-level AFL after a year out, um, and a year out following two bouts of testicular cancer. Uh, they thought he may never play again, um, and to see him run out and the emotion on his face, he was in tears. Yeah, the family were there, and I just thought that was outstanding. Um, so anyone that's recovered from something like that twice uh, is a hero in my eyes. So well done to Ben Cunnington. Uh, I mentioned before the Wallabies, uh, 48-7 lost to Argentina. It was their biggest ever defeat uh, by them, 31 points. But they're not my number one villain. You know who my number one villain is? Oh, no, here we go. Why the security at, oh, this at is... Mount Smart Stadium. What happened? This is mine as well. They kicked out Kelly Gibson. Now, do you know who Kelly Gibson no, is? No idea. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but when they pan yeah. to the coaches' box in New Zealand, yeah. you see the coach there. He stands up and does a shoey. The coach does? No, no, no. A person. Oh, always this is Kelly does Gibson. a shoey. He does a shoey in okay. front of the coaches' box. Okay. Have a guess what security did? Kicked him out. Kicked him out. For that? For that. That is fun police So that is isn't fun it? police. What? 101, bad behaviour. They've got rid of him. I'll tell you the other thing. We, we are, where's the that strict in Australia? Even again, going overseas and seeing, you know, people ride a bike on, the, on a footpath or not put a helmet on, on a scooter. Like, in Australia, you can't do anything. You can't do a thing With without... rules capital, mate. Well, that's mate, PC going right That's now. horrendous. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he, he does it every game. He's been sitting in the same seat since 2006. Mate. They've been away from home for, what, two years, the Warriors? Yeah, give him a go, mate. He's having a... He's so a, what? Mate, and he said he only does it uh, twice, three times a game, whenever oh, they, they score mate. or whenever they go up to the coach's box. Mate. Let him go. Security, Fun police. Hang your head in shame. Fun police. There you go, Mido. Yep. I'm Fair enough. Good 100% call. with you. Good call. That was my villain as well. My hero, um, I was bribed into this. Uh, a bloke called Nick Green. There was a huge queue for a beer on uh, Saturday where I was. And he had a six pack, gave me one. Oh, and he yeah. said, you've got to make me a hero on Monday. So Fair the enough. things you do for, for, for oh, a tinny. Beautiful. Did you Fair know Nick to... Green? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Nick, well. So, well played. And, well uh, what did you do with the other five? Oh, no, he kept them. He just gave me one. (laughs) 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 So there there you go, Nick. Thanks for that. Uh, And also, I had another villain here, Manchester United. Uh, And Shy Raz says, Morning, Mido. I bet you're happy after Man United's performance Sunday morning. I, on the other hand, am absolutely gutted. Major dramas at my club and change needs to start with the owners. Out with the Glazers, Shy Raz says. And we'll speak to Mossy. Uh, later this morning, 
And, uh, yep, they've uh, lost 4-0 to Brentford. Gosh, that start that comes after their 2-1 loss at home to Brighton to start the season. So, real issues there. Bottom of the Premier League for the first time in 30 years. Now, overnight, the results as well. Nottingham Forest, great to see them back with a win in the Premier League. Their first win since their return, 1-0 over West Ham. And high drama at Stamford Bridge in the London derby between Chelsea and Tottenham. Harry Kane has scored an equaliser in the sixth minute of stoppage time. And the two managers, Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte, uh, had a little bit of a altercation and were red-carded. We're both sent to the stand. So there you go. Huge drama at uh, Stamford Bridge at the end of that game. So we're very much up and away in the Premier League. Tomorrow, Liverpool are up against uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, just on the text line, morning lads, hero the Swannies. Good chance. Villains, Man United embarrassing, 4-0. 400 million versus 55 billion. Manager won't last long. Cheers, Scott, uh, sending that one through. Uh, more here. Welcome back, pup. Hero Cassie Gibbons for securing his shoe sponsorship prior to being escorted from Mount Smart on Friday. <laughs> uh, villain, World Cup rugby chance, South Africa. Uh, for being beaten by the New Zealand All Blacks. Who doesn't beat the All Blacks? Tongue-in-cheek there from the Milkman at Yass. And uh, is it a life ban, is it? We're being told on the text line here. For Surely not. That would be, that's ridiculous. Oh, that can't voice. be true, that. Well, I know he got kicked out, and he was not happy with it, and a lot of people aren't happy with it. Mate. I'm unsure of whether it's a life ban, but... That can't be the case. Oh, that, would be, that would be a disgrace. That is. Hasn't done anything wrong, has he? No. What a joke. No. He sculled a beer. Mate, Stickler, Australia. <laughs> we gotta, we need to calm down. We, we, do, are, we do need honestly, to calm down. With every part oh. of it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Silly thing to me, ride a scooter without a helmet or, you know, you go to London, that someone's having a beer on the footpath. Imagine that in Sydney. You'd be thrown in the cell. <laughs> Caught drinking like one step outside the pub. Mm. You'd be locked up. We, we, need to, we need to take a chill pill. Here, here. Sean, morning. Guys, how are you? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Got a hero, villain? Mate, it is a life ban for that guy. Life ban? Life ban. Life ban. Apparently, I read last night, too, that there's also a petition to get him back in the ground. There's about 11,000 signatures so far to get him back. So. Mate, so there should mate, be. That, that's should a be. disgrace. He cannot get a life ban. That's a disgrace. That's stupid. Mate, you're trying to do everything you can to get people to go and support your sport. Yeah. Yep. You can't, you cannot, how can he possibly have a life ban for that? Well, he wasn't causing a blue or Mate. wasn't doing anything. He's been a, like a season ticket holder there since You get people yelling abuse. You got kids, you got family swearing, saying stuff every single game. He does that and gets a life ban. What a yeah. disgrace. Yeah. That's a joke. Mate. 100%. Mate, Mido. Hit me. Why, why villain is United? Like yeah. you know, you know I support him. You know I'm a, I'm a big fan, but the way they played on the weekend was terrible. They played this morning. They made him. They made the player have had day off and run extra eight miles because that's how far Brentford ran him on the weekend. Yeah, I was so, just reading that. Eric Ten Hag not happy. Yeah, and my my hero is Gary Neville. He's 100 percent correct, mate. It starts at the top and works way down the bottom. Now the players are dreadful at the moment. I get that, but when you got Owners on the other side of the board don't even come to the games. That's wrong. Like it's not right. Yeah. So, and yeah. anyway, so, mate, it's, it's a rabble over there at the moment. You'd love it to be a Liverpool fan, but mate, at the end of the day, you want a strong top four club, and they're not top four at the moment. Yeah, this would have to be certainly your lowest ebb in the Premier League era, yeah. isn't it? It's for sure. Uh, for sure. Yeah, surely, sure, because you guys follow it a lot closely than I do. Like, they're, they're no chance of going down, or after that performance, are you worried? 
No, they'll, they'll win more than they'll lose. Like, right. They won't go down. I mm-hmm. doubt that. They might think mid-table. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe top six if they're lucky. But the transfer relegation, I highly doubt that, mate. No way. Right. There's, too, there's too much class there, mate, to do that. Imagine that, imagine that. No, actually, you know what? Jewish. You couldn't. I don't think you could imagine that. Nah, that no. that is they're, they're hundreds. Yeah, they change the rules. That, yeah, <laughs> they nearly would. It would be that embarrassing. Yeah, you're right, mate. What do you think you should do with Cristiano Ronaldo, Sean? Mate, I I think he stays. He has to stay, even though the the I think the the fans at the moment are unsure what's happening with the club. Um, he scored twenty goals last season, mm. so you can't take away a player that does that. Um, but he's getting on. And that, you know, he's 34, whatever his age is now, so he's getting on. But I think keep him in the club and make him play as much as he can. And when he does start to get to the point where he wants to retire, keep him there as a the mentor for young players. Mm. Why not? Uh, big morning in the golf. The St. Jude Championship in the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And uh, Will Zalatoris, the American, tied for the lead with Austrian Sepp Straka. 14 under par, the pair of them. Two shots clear of or Lucas Glover, who's in the clubhouse, 12 under. Brian Harmon, 12 under. And also Tony Finau and uh, Trey Mullinax. As far as the Aussies are concerned, Adam Scott, a fantastic final round of four under 66 to finish 11 under for the tournament. And at the moment, he's tied for seventh. Uh, Cam Davis also shot a four under 66, nine under for the tournament. Tied for 12th. Now, Cameron Smith is one over through 14 holes, so not uh, eight under, sorry, for the tournament. The Aussie. Speaking who, of Cam Smith, has he signed with this? No. He hasn't signed. Hasn't tour. signed, but uh, all the reports and suggestions he's are is he's going to. But okay. he says, when whenever you need to know what's happening with I'll me, I'll you. be the one to tell you. Like it. Not anyone else. Okay. Uh, he's been heckled, apparently, on course in this tournament over in Memphis. Uh, one bloke yelled out, sell out, etc. So, yeah, he's, that's going on with a few players yeah, over mate. there on tour oh, yeah, at the mate. moment. For $200 million, you'd be a sell out as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he, had he won this morning, and uh, it's all but certainly not going to occur, not having the happiest final round, uh, the Aussie, but uh, he would have gone to world number one after Scotty Scheffler missed the cut in that tournament. But, uh, yeah, getting heckled. Scheffler, was he the guy that walked across yes. the green in front of Cameron yep. Smith? Yeah, golf etiquette fail from Scotty Scheffler. What was the go there? Was that more of a get that up your Smith for joining the Live Tour or he just forgot? But as a professional, surely you wouldn't forget golf etiquette, would well, you? Well, I think he's just probably had a moment and forgot. I, I don't know. Surely, if it's him just being a an idiot, like just Ooh. to sort of, you know, have a crack Ruffling at Cam feathers, Smith. Yeah. Then that's very, Smith's very ordinary. Yeah. He sort of just... Smith was in his rights to have a crack at oh, him. Oh, yeah. What? It wasn't. Mm. didn't look great. Mm. No, you don't see that often. No. no the reaction to Cameron Smith wasn't great either. As in, he had every right to actually say something to mm. him. But he just walked Yeah, you can't walk through it. it. People's lines, especially right. at did, that did level. Smith say anything or no? You just see his look. Yeah, you just knew. He, he just was went, like, "Mate, you're right. You're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, one of those yeah. ones. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> look right. him up and down. Yeah. yeah, get out of my space, champ." <laughs> <laughs> uh, now on the text line, stacks of texts here. Polar at 
Bow Gala. Uh, Heroes BSB and behind the gates. Multi's got up. Well done. Villains Penrith and Para not scoring a point, but I think they'll bounce back and be the 2022 grand finalists, says Polar. Uh, stacks of nominations here for Paul Joyce. Uh, Sky Racing tips to yesterday. Alex from Rivo uh, sending it through. Biz at Newey as well. 150 to 1 winner at the sunny coast. Unbelievable. Uh, and I think it ended up jumping reasonably quite a fair bit shorter than that. But at the time he tipped it, was a huge uh, price. Kamata was the horse. Yeah, race five. 34 bucks or something. Didn't it 31 start? fixed 31. it paid in the end and $6 the place. But I mean, any double figure winner, your tipping's, you know, you can hang your hat on. But particularly when they're those odds, 30 to 1 plus. Jeez, I wonder what Joyce he saw in that horse. No, I didn't. I only read about this morning. Um, but that's a fair effort, isn't yeah. it? Oh, if you can find something at that price. Especially if you got on. Yeah. <laughs> a few people got on, obviously. Yeah. No, good stuff. Uh, now we've got Jamie on the line. G'day, Jamie. Good morning, boys. Have you got a hero and villain for us, mate? I do. I have a hero. I had the poor Green family for coming out and acknowledging mental health to get help. Yeah, good call. Yeah, out. man, just hasn't that been absolutely devastating? Oh, and and uh, what I, what I've seen since coming home again, the I, I watched uh, you on Fox, uh, the highlights of that laws or replay of that the other day. I, I think everyone that's been involved in in rugby league, the you can see the impact it, it certainly had on on this game. Um, so many people have spoken so well about him, and rightly so. And again, you. you the devastation for his family and close friends, you, you can't even imagine. But I feel like this is another example that we do it so often in Australia. We, it, it, it's Someone retires or someone passes away and then we acknowledge how important they are to the sport or to society or to the community. I, I wish we did it the other way. I, I wish we actually respected people more and and showed that appreciation more during someone's career or in that moment uh, you know and it's we probably do it you know with everyone you know mm. your, your your grandfather passes away and then you you recognize how important he is to you or was to you or your grandmother or your mom or your dad whatever it is i just think i think we can do that better i think we can actually appreciate the people we have around us and the impact people have at the time we don't need them to pass away or retire or not see them again for, for us to start to acknowledge that. So hopefully this is maybe a little lesson for the NRL as a sport as well to let's cherish the people we have here and what they've done for the game. Who's your villain, Jamie? Uh, my villain is Manly. They cost me in a 10-leg multi. Oh, oh 10-legger. And my, and my partner as well because she kept asking me what's wrong because <laughs> I go for the Eagles. I don't go for Manly. And she said, don't worry about it. She didn't know I had a multi on, so... Oh, I'll tell you what, Jamie. They've nearly lost me, the eels. <laughs> They've nearly lost me. <laughs> You've been well, hanging on I, all I've season. Been hanging on all You've season. been giving I, them a I, chance I, I, all season. Yeah, after, after <laughs> last weekend. Oh, they were poor. I went to the game, boys, and it was really disappointing. I think they're gone now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to give them away, but I think I'm going to have to fall on my sword. They're not winning the premiership loss. They are yeah, but when you put the them on the line, Mido. Yeah, I was. in. I was what? Yeah. I can't say it. Yeah. Just yet. Thanks for the call, Jamie. By the way, Latrell, look over your shoulders. We are coming.
was Latrell's message to everyone, to the rest of the NRL after the 26-0 win. Oh, they're playing some good well, football. Well, the two clubs you're watching now. You've got a tough end, though. Don't they have Cowboys and... They've got the Roosters in the last round. Roosters, it and must be, Penrith yeah. this week. Okay, sorry, Penrith, 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 Cowboys, Roosters. Yeah. It's a tough finish. But in saying that, if the Rabbits win those games, imagine the confidence yeah. going into finals. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, the Rabbitohs are playing some good footy, but they're... You know, it, a lot of who's your GF? Latrell. Who is your GF? Penrith v who? Because it was Para, and it has been no, no. for so long. Oh, no, I don't think Para can get there. Now. Melbourne. Oh, you're putting me on the spot, pup. <laughs> yeah. I know that Penrith will be there. Okay. That's that's the only thing I'm confident with. Melbourne or South or Para Roosters. Or Roosters ooh, are coming. Ooh. Imagine Cow- that. Cowboys. You'd have to see where they all finish and see who plays who in the final. Yeah, it's you good. Know. It's good. That's I think the Roosters are still... It's a pack. Oh, well, I think they are, yeah. They each towel up the second best team yeah. in the Cowboys. Yeah. And, you know, you, you look at their back line. Their, their back line has got more strike than, than anyone. You've got mm. Walker, Keary, you've got Suwali and Tupu on the wing, you've got Manu and Momoroski who played in the centres for Penrith last year and then you've got Tedesco as the fullback and oh, they've just got strike all over the place. And then just had a Lodge. mixed year though, haven't they? Roosters. Sorry? They've had such a mixed yeah. year. Like, go back a month and yeah. we're not nearly talking about how bad they were playing for a team that well, I think all of us expected to be right up there at the start of the season. Well, I think they, I'm pretty confident they were in one of the top two or three teams at the start of the year yep. in terms of uh, market premiership. Yeah, expectation. And, and the expectation yeah. given what happened last year, they blooded all these young guys. Mm. But they're still a strong footy team. So I, I wouldn't be writing the Roosters off. And they might finish in eighth position. Yeah. Even if they finish eighth, if everyone's healthy, they're a chance of winning. Crazy. So we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you're putting me on the spot now about Mm. who I think will play in the grand final. I think, me personally, I think it will be Penrith, number one, and then I could see any of those other sides, any of those other sides playing in a grand final. You know, like the the Cowboys. See, I like that. I like the fact that it's not, you know, there's there's not three teams that, that are going to be three. There's only a chance of three yeah. teams being in the GF. Penrith and one, and let's say if it was Parramatta and mm. Southbury. I like that there's a possibility of anyone else in the eight. Like you say, the Roosters, if they finished eighth, you think they can still make the grand final. Yeah. I, I love that. I love any competition that offers that opportunity, that there's more chance for the unknown. I love that. Yeah. And I think everyone does. Yeah. Everyone has a realistic option or opportunity of playing at a grand final. Yeah. Penrith will get Luai and Cleary back and Dylan Edwards will be back before yeah. the finals. and So they start to get a few of their, their players back. Uh, the only thing that will stop them getting there is if they have too many injuries, I would think. What about and with someone like Cleary, as good as he is... This amount of time, surely, off playing to then come back. What's he, he's available first, first game before week. first week before the finals or first week of the finals? First week of the finals. Man, that's a big ask mm. to have that amount of time out of the game, walk straight back in, ready to go. 
first final. It's a yeah. big call. Yeah, it's funny. I, I always found your first game back from an injury or suspension was... Fine. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're okay. fine. I always found I was flat the second game. Because well, I was excited to be back and mm. pumped and... But do, do you get, felt... is there rust? Like, oh, like yeah. I always thought yeah. you could train as much as you want, but actually, like, even going and playing a game of club cricket was much better preparation for me than 30 training sessions. Yeah. Just to get that, the game tempo back. Well, look, the key is not to overplay your hand early. Yeah, just okay. find your rhythm. Find your rhythm. Let other people do some other stuff. Make sure you're kicking, running, passing game is solid. Mm. Not try and overplay your hand. And then as you get into the game, That'll start to come back. Bit of that momentum. Yeah, sometimes you want to jump out there and hit the ground running and, you know, do all the big plays mm. and sometimes it, you know, doesn't come off. But I think if you build your game, I don't, I don't think you find too, too many issues. Okay. Anthony, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you going? Not too bad. Pup, I've got your back, mate. It may or may not be said that Australian captains should be drinking VB and driving you not drinking champagne in front of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Mate, when in Paris, buddy. Yeah, and also, yeah, but it was said about you while you were away. Oh, I'm not, I'm, you know what, I'm not surprised it was said about me at all. It's been said about me my whole career. And you know how better I love this cricket? Yeah. It was more it's jealous and interested in your batting average with a lady. <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, I am. <laughs> well, nothing's changed there. <laughs> yeah, no, there'll, be more, there'll be more talk about that. I can only imagine <laughs> what was being spoken about in this studio when I was away. I defended you. Loz is all over me. Shock me. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Throw me straight under the bus. Mate, they'll throw you under the bus. Mate. Yeah, that's all right. I love it. Listen, uh, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Paul Joyce. He made a really good uh, – he, he not only did he tip it, but he made a good case for it. He actually gave, gave the video replays and gave a really good case for that 100-run winner. And he also uh, mentioned that uh, it was Josh Adams' comeback and he's happy for him as well, uh, which leads me to the, the, the heroes. I, I want to make him uh, – well, obviously, Joycey, but uh, Michael Hooper and Meg Lamming for having the guts to know they need a break. And for their teammates for understanding that uh, you know that they, they yeah they, they how good they're important they are to the team they you know, they understand that they, they need a break as well. Yeah, no, fair enough. Especially after what what's happened this week. Yeah. What about your villain then, Anthony? Well, I want to have a crack. Sorry, Meadow, I don't even like it, but I want to have a crack at the certain media types. Um, they, the ferocious matter that they attacked Seabold and, and Brian Smith. And to run him out of the game, and the same the same mob went into went to the speed they used for damage control for Ricky Stewart. You know, they, they were happy to to feed the news cycle for until Smith and Seabold got, got kicked out of our lovely game. But uh, I, I I believe Ricky Stewart uh, should be kicked out of the game. Uh, don't get me wrong, but neither should have a, a multiple semi final. Uh, a coach, multiple grand final coach, and a multiple coach of the year being run out of the game like he did all those years ago, Brian Smith. Just mate, you, you can't. You got to be. You got to be consistent. And also, you know, their mental health should be looked after as well. Well, I just think, no. I think in light of what's occurred this week, I think there's. It certainly should be more focus on yeah. coaches and, uh, and, well, and coaches as well. Yeah. Coaches, coaches don't, don't get the support. support. Exactly coaches right. don't get the support mm. like the players do. And I don't know whether we just think leaders aren't vulnerable, yeah. but leaders are susceptible like everyone else to mental yeah. health. And mental health just doesn't turn up at you know when you're five or ten or, or twenty. It, it can happen when you're in your sixties. Mm. It can happen in your eighties. 
you just never know when it will arrive. And we are all capable of, um, you, know, you know, having mental health issues at some point in our life. And coaches, for whatever reason, in sport, yeah. they're looked upon as the people that aren't vulnerable. They're going to lead the way and they've got no issues going on in their life. But you just never know. I don't, and you need support around them. I don't think any of us realise the impact of criticism. I think that's one of the, the major problems. And, and we, again, it's easy to blame a journalist, right? Because they write an article or they say something and they might only have half the story. And I've, you know, I'm the first to say I've had a number of conversations through my, my career with journos about that, about, hang on, you don't even know the full story or you don't know, you actually don't know what happened to my family that week and yet you go and write this about me. But I think in general, it's, it's no different to, you know, you talk, you drive your car and somebody cut you off and up you go you stick your finger at it up at him and you're abusing him and so it happens in everyday life so it's not just what is in the media but I think all of us we probably don't respect the power of words and certainly the the criticism enough we we don't understand that if you're going to have a shot at someone or you know say something about someone in a negative way then mate that can scar that person for life and we've all done it like I'm, I'm not sitting here sitting like it's rainbows and butterflies on my side. It's, I think all of us probably just have to recognise um, the impact of of that negative feedback, mm. whether it's an article, whether it's us on radio, whether it's you know the abuse out your car window, whatever it is. Adam Pengilly coming up shortly. Just on the golf as well, we had a text through saying that uh, yeah, this one from Mac from Rutherford Smith copped a two-stroke penalty prior to his round today for an incorrect drop yesterday after someone rang in and dobbed. Adam Pengilly, morning to you, mate. Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Welcome back, Clarky. Thanks, buddy. Interrogation from Loz this morning. Oh, mate, he's on to me, wasn't he? Yeah. On and off air. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Stole my phone. I reckon the question... Checked all messages. Just needed confirmation. Questions off there might have been a bit more spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Looking through my photos for an hour and a half, pre-show he was. Yeah, is, he up, is he up and about this morning? Did you get the multi-home laws on Friday? Oh, no big deal. No big deal, Adam. That's just three in a row. <laughs> three in a row. No love this morning for me, though. Well, okay, it made you one of my heroes, which yeah, you and did. And I had no yeah. idea. Three wins in a row with the multi. Yeah. Oh, you're back, baby. Don't oh, worry about that. Don't worry. Is that I'm a record? Back. Uh, nah, wouldn't be a record. You've done three in a row I before? three in a row is a record. <laughs> I reckon it might be as well. Yeah. Uh, now, have you seen what's occurred in the golf this morning, Adam, before oh, we talk I haven't, Jared, No, I quickly checked the scores this morning, but I haven't seen the infraction that uh, Cameron Smith has incurred. But are we, are we really surprised, though, to be honest? Like, given everything that's happening with him at the moment and his imminent defection to, to Greg Norman's live golf, there'll be people watching him like a hawk. Yeah. And it, it, this has happened before, Jared, hasn't it? I think Lexi Thompson famously, one of the majors a couple of years ago, yeah. lost a major after someone rang in and complained to the rules officials after watching on TV. She'd done something wrong. And, uh, yeah, Cameron Smith, unfortunately, doesn't have a whole lot of friends in, in, in America over there at the moment, I don't think. And they're watching him like a hawk. So, I, uh, I, Adam, I asked this at the time when they first mentioned Cameron even being in conversation. I, I said, do you think it would affect... Um, his reputation or his brand, certainly here in Australia, because I feel like we here in in this country will be will look at him differently in a, in a different light. The, the whole are oh, you taking the money side of things? Yet, tell me someone that would decline 
an extra two hundred million dollars per year. But I, I, I think I think we're seeing it now. I think people are, you know, gone great Australian mullet. What a you know what a story to mm. you know we're taking offence that he's even considering taking an opportunity like this. And is that right? I think you hit the nail on the head, Clarky, to be perfectly honest. Because I, I sort of compared Cam in a couple of stories I wrote after he won the Open. It was almost like a it's like he stepped out of the shadow of Ash Barty to an extent, hasn't he? Yep. This, this knock, knockabout larrikin sort yep. of Queensland guy with a mullet who, who likes his fast cars, he likes fishing, he's, he's a very much a no-frills sort of Aussie bloke, if I can put it in those terms. And that's, we, we have this picture in our heads of what we want our sports people to be like and how they should be. And I don't think we should be judging them too much. And, mm. and, and you're right, Clucky. Like, I've got my own opinion on, on Greg's tour and whether it's the right thing or not. But if someone put a $140 million yeah. check in front of you when you're 28 years old, <laughs> and the fact. Well, it doesn't change the person you are either. I think that's the most important thing. It, it's like, because if he says yes to this, mm. that doesn't, on oh, now he's a different person? That's not fair. Yeah, I, I would clearly question him going over to play these tournaments, whether it's the right thing in terms of his career, because let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of prestige involved with these tournaments, yet you're, you're basically just playing for money. It's, it's, yep. it's, it's simple as that. Yep. Um, so I, I can question that part, but you're right. If, if you're 28 years old and someone puts $140 million in front of you, um, it's hard to knock back. It's hard to knock back, no matter who you are, I don't think. So, yeah, I think he's going to have to deal with some of the fallout, particularly back here in Australia, because it's been a very polarising issue back here in Australia, given that the figurehead for this tour is Greg Norman, and he's not a person that's universally liked back home here in Australia, given some of his antics over the last sort of 10 or 20 years. So it's going to be fascinating to see all this play out, isn't it? Let's talk some racing. What do you make of... Zuccarino for John O'Shea winning the Rosebud. Yeah, nice horse, Jared, isn't he? Um, I think it's that time of year. And I mentioned on the program last week, I think a lot of these sort of lightly raced three-year-olds come through and, and really test and question this two-year-old form from, from the autumn. And, and John O'Shea said as much basically after the race. He he was very strong in, in suggesting that he thinks the two-year-old form from last season might not stand up at all, given the fact we had a lot of our big Group 1 races, flippers, fires, champagnes, run on bottomless tracks basically with the wet autumn we had. And... He thinks it's, it's right for the picking for a new batch of these horses to come through the ranks. So Zuccarino was good there. Uh, spacewalk probably threw the race away a little bit. Dinny was a little bit, a little bit wild and, and wayward in the last 100 metres or so, but he's a nice horse. He'll stay for another day. But can't take nothing away from Zuccarino. He's a, he's a nice three-year-old going places, I reckon. What did you make of Surefire's win? Yeah, he was good, Loz. Very good. Uh, he was well-backed all throughout the week. The punters got that one right, and he, he just uh, settled in the right spot, and J-Mac put him in the perfect position. He showed a really nice turn of foot. Now, it's not easy for these European stays to come out to Australia and and win over 4,000 metres against some of our sharper horses. If he had that one preparation in Australia in the autumn, and he looks like he's come back a, a much better horse. So I thought he was really impressive there. Chris Waller will sort of, I suppose, take him along the path towards the core field in Melbourne Cups and see if he can get there in the end, but obviously stay in Sydney for his next couple of runs. And uh, the horse that I made my value bet on Friday, I don't want to drop off him either. There's no compromise. Probably not quite his right race. I might have misread that a little bit. But I thought he finished off the race really nicely. There's a nice racing story in him for later in the spring too. Sort of a weekend did Huey Bowman have. Yeah, Jared, what'd you make of this? Um, there was a lot of questioning by the stewards of Hugh Bowman for his ride on Frumos, the odds-on favourite there in one of the earlier races. Uh, we know that the day, it was very much fencing run and mm. favoured horses towards the middle. And Huey had a horse that settled way back in the second half of the field. He decided to sort of take Frumos back towards the fence and just nothing at all opened up in the straight. And it was a tragedy beaten. I, I suppose hope in your heart as well. Should go in that category. Those two horses should have fought out the finish, but unfortunately, I have absolutely no luck at all. And the stewards on two occasions called both Huey and Chris Waller into the stewards' room and asked them questions for a long time, questioning the ride. They eventually let him off and said, "Okay, we think your riding was reasonable in the case." But no doubt, given the fact the horse was well back throughout the week and started at a short price, I think the stewards are justified doing that. But in the end, no action was taken against Hugh Bowman. Chat tomorrow, mate. Thank you. See you, boys.